welcome to where the furniture isn't always the best, but them views, they are amazing. K, and this week we've only got two of us. One is down. Shout out to BJ, who's um, I guess getting ready to do some traveling. Yeah. And of course, shout out to our guy that's on sabbatical, uh, Mister Mister Brett Jones. Miss you, buddy. Hope you're out there. Yes, sir. Maybe you listen to this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, maybe. <laughs> But meanwhile, I've got my guys here. I got Faze on here this week. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Uh, happy to be here. Survive Thanksgiving. Uh, now the planning begins for the child's Christmas. Yeah, about that. About that. <laughs> and our resident DJ and entrepreneur ninja, which he hasn't said in quite some time, but Mr. Barry B. Fresh. Hey, man, first off, I appreciate you going ahead and bringing that thing back like a two-do Cadillac. Uh, you know, here After Hours, NBC Studios, where number two works for you. Um, man, just living life, enjoying it. Another day, another dollar-ish. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, Art, you mentioned um, Thanksgiving. I know you went to Jersey. How, how, how was you guys Thanksgiving? You know, the the flight going out was pretty... Uh, pretty easy, no issues. We, we flew out here on that Tuesday. Um, simple and easy. I couldn't say. I think it was probably the easiest experience I've had flying pre and post COVID. How quiet it was in the airport, um, which is amazing. Uh, the boys did great on the airplane. They uh, they they had their their headphones on. They watched some good old Delta TV. Um, they were great, and we had a whole row to ourselves. So because Delta does that, skip middle seat. We were able to book two, two, and they had the whole row. Um, but it was great. The guys were super excited, and they love uh, getting on that tram, the ATL tram from the uh, the front to the, the terminal. So yeah. they were excited for that. Uh, and then it's happened in Newark. We landed there. They um, got on the tram again and get to rent a car. So it was, it was a good, it was a good little break. Jersey was cool. Didn't do much. Stayed in a little bubble. Got my mom from Philly. Picked her up bring her back to Jersey, um, had a little small gathering at the house, no, just immediate family, um, and our one token, and then- uh, So what, that's like 37 people? No, no, it was like, <laughs> six, it was like six or seven. It was very, 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 very it was just, just the immediate like family, family. If you were not from mom or dad, you were done. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we stayed until Saturday and came back, but it was just nice. Um, it's probably one of, one of the semi-stressless Thanksgiving. I mean, the beginning of the day was a little bit stressful and annoying uh, at some points, but around one o'clock, it kind of just faded off and it was just cool. So yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And I bought nothing for Black Friday. I didn't do any shopping for the first time in my entire life, but I didn't need anything. So and I was tempted. Wow. I was tempted 
but I didn't do anything. So I'm happy about that. Congratulations. Okay. Congratulations. Okay, okay. <laughs> Fresh, what's up, man? What, what, what part of Florida were you in for Thanksgiving? Man, I appeared everywhere and nowhere once. Um, nah, I mean, I was with my mom, very light Thanksgiving work, nothing uh, crazy by any means. We actually ordered food instead of uh, worrying about cooking and doing dishes. Um, I mean, yeah, chill, laid back, not much going on, caught up on work like I usually do. But uh, yeah, gave thanks, ate good. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Sounds like you guys had, you know, Relatively easy Thanksgiving. Uh, your boy woke up at four o'clock in the morning and smoked three chickens and two racks of beef ribs and then did the turkey. Uh, I will say dinner was supposed to start at three o'clock. I was ready at 2.30. Nice. Everything was ready to go. Nice. Um, Except for the people who were supposed to be eating. Right? <laughs> All the sides were missing, but the food, the meat was ready. Well, <laughs> Yeah, the, the sides weren't quite quite ready yet, but it was all right. Um, everybody actually waited until just before the food was supposed to to, to start, so it was good because we were still able to be socially distanced and not have a bunch of people running around like, "When's the food gonna be ready?" Mm -hmm. uh, so it was pretty cool. That's what's up. You know, no complaints, no complaints there, man. So yeah, now it's after Thanksgiving, and it just seemed like all the now that the election's over, everything just went kind of. And we're in that little slow phase. I hope that comes out on the podcast and people actually hear that word, that, that little sound effect. Oh, it's but, definitely there. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely there. there. Is there? Is there? Yeah. Okay, good. I mean, <laughs> you look like Max Hedrum while saying it, but I mean, right. it's definitely there. <laughs> Perfect. Um, depending on on who's listening this week, they, they don't even know who you just referred to when you said oh, Max yeah. Hedrum, but, oh, yeah. but, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, man, it, it was pretty cool. Um, you know, having all the guests and whatnot, I, I had to do the break room and I literally had to go into the closet in the bedroom in order to record it because Man, there was stop lying, you know, good and well, you had one of your um, cousins is hype Williams. You right. went ahead. It was there for the, for the weekend to go ahead. And that man was like, yo man, this Turk, this turkey's so good, bro. Let me go ahead and shoot this. You say you got a podcast due this week? <laughs> this man had all types of super lights in the background right? and everything. I thought we we finally saw the Morpheus stepping into the Matrix. And then right. the message was just super dope. Yeah. Fire. Yo, um, you guys know how it is, man. You guys know how these things just, they just manifest. Boom. Right. Like anytime I got to do a break room, I'm like, man, I have no idea what I'm about to talk about this week. And then all of a sudden it just pops up. Boop. Unfortunately, it usually pops up on uh, Wednesday or Thursday and the podcast drops on Friday. But fresh always comes through. Hey, that's what we're here for. It's funny. Yeah. I was actually um, I was driving Sammy back from Fort Pierce today and was talking about the um, the superpower of spontaneity and like the. Um, that feeling of not knowing until it's showtime and then all of a sudden being able to to produce magic is always the reason I feel we need to do more and be more out there because it's always that we the the guessing part is always too much and makes our head spin but then like the actual moments are just like dang man we need to do this more often yeah you know it's funny how that works man we we definitely and what's funny about our squad is that we got some planners, but then when it comes to stuff, like, it's like we need pressure. Yeah. 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 I was actually just telling 
I was telling somebody that at work and I was telling EJ that, that I, I perform better, like last minute, go perform. I was talking, oh, oh yeah, we were talking about college or giving how people would do papers and they're planning it out and EJ likes to do things weeks in advance and she gets syllabus and she did all advance. And I was like, all right, how much time do I have to get to the, to get to the professor at eight o'clock, drop it off and go back to sleep. All right, I start at 12 o'clock and work our way, <laughs> they work backwards to that time frame. So definitely perform better under pressure. I literally coined the term Prince of Procrastination because <laughs> it was just like, yo, I had all intents and purposes of like, oh yeah, this time I'm gonna be smart and I'm gonna, you know, get things together, but it didn't matter. It was gonna be the last thing and, and I was gonna figure out some way to power through it, but it was gonna be nine times better than if I sat there and, and acted like I was gonna take all of this time to sit there. It just wasn't me, it just isn't. Like I, I, I enjoy the, just get kicked out on stage, you know what I mean? What, wait, what, what are we doing? All right, let's go. And if the crazy part is that that's the way most of us are when it comes to being in front of people, when it comes to us and like doing projects or planning or business things, we are completely opposite. We're like, all right, let's research, dig in, dig deep, plan it out, what's the goal? And it's just crazy to see the contrast of with an audience and for ourselves. Um, and that's, I pulled that also from last week's podcast, The Break Room. Even though you were talking about what we do for each other, I still was like, yo, how we perform in front of people in front of ourselves is similar, similar thoughts and it crosses paths because I, I did for real estate spent weeks and months and months reading and understanding and getting deep into that process and then went and did it in a second. If you had me go out in front of a group and explain it all, I, would, I could just literally do it tomorrow morning, just go and rock it out. So it's just crazy. I remember when uh, me and Carol got better grades in um, Bartholomew's class because we spent all that time died at the um, final, was half asleep, whatever. When we walked outside, he came walking outside asking us, Hey, well, how you guys think we did? And me and this man just threw up on him, just like told him everything about everything. And, and probably like 90% of it wasn't even in whatever we wrote, but it was just like, we had, we had stayed up all night, just grinding. I remember taking Vibrant. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember like, that. Yeah, I remember like that was a, that was an all nighter, all nighter. Like we, man. we went all night. Those are the best right. Well, let me ask you guys, though, is that really a superpower or is it we need to get down to that crunch time so that we can clear our mind and just focus on the one thing that needs to get done? I think because that's what it is, that, <laughs> that, that getting it, leaving everything else behind and jumping straight into what we need to do. Uh, we, we all of us are multitaskers. We're doing so many things at once, and until we can do one task, it just it's just like, all right, well, I'll get to that part. Or I'll do five minutes of this to get back to it. But when you say, like, tomorrow's go time, tomorrow's go time. To me, I, I still think it's a superpower, just because <laughs> I know too many who can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, I know I know too many people who a will will like yo be just thrown on the spot and they just can't perform or people who be actually plan and try to you know oh i'm gonna you know this is what i'm gonna do and it's just like no you suck you know what i mean where i i do know and understand and recognize like yo it is a talent and a gift to be able to 
do things like the live event we did for Juneteenth. You know what I mean? Like that is not, that is not what everybody has the realm to. And while we have, and that's the thing about us, we can have an, a skeleton and make an amazing body. And a lot of people can't do that. Like we just really need rare minimum bones to be able to create magic. Granted, if we take more time, we can of course create a better specimen, but it's still just in that ability, it, it's, it's always magic. But, but, but I think, so one is the focus piece, is being able to clear everything out and be like, oh, I to get this done in this time right now. That's one thing, but I think when all of us are together, there's also a benefit in knowing who does what role and who does what well, and we just trust that this person is gonna do that, and that's it. We just run and then just put it all together in the end, like, okay, there it is, mm -hmm. ready, let's go. So, and, and I think that's a part that other people don't take the time to figure out. Granted, we have time on our side. We've, we've done so many things over the years um, that we kind of already know, okay, Art's going to do this. Ian's going to do this. BJ's going to do this. Carol's going to do this. And then we just trust it and run. And I, I think a lot of teams or, 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 or units or whatever you want to call it, they don't take the time to figure that out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. They, they try to plug people into stuff and then they're just like, why, why isn't this working? Yep. Well, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> the, the, the assessments, right? Our discovery and, and you're um, introducing us to that and in, in our own ability to delve deeper into those elements and having a better understanding of like that breaking down of just not groups and personalities and, and really people don't take the time to really think about that. You know what I mean? It's stuff like people don't really get far past, oh, well, there's alpha males and there's, you know, there's not alpha males. You know what I mean? Like, which really has nothing to do with anything, but like, that's like the most that people really think about, like, how does my personality really play into um, how I do work, how I can get work done, how I interact with other people, how does their personality, you know what I mean? Like people don't really, they have some very um, raw and bare like versions of it that you might slightly think of, but on the normal, people don't take that time to really like think about it and diagnose and then really get the understanding in depth of like, okay, well, this is my personality, but then also like, yo, this is who I'm, I'm working with. Okay, this is what they have going on. And this is how we, we work together to be able to take those additional steps and, and get into that groove of, you know, where it's second nature. But I still think it's a superpower because with that said, we still do that when we are in other places away from each other. We still do like, you still do that when they call you in to do a meeting out of nowhere and you got some random phone call and they're like, hey, now Carol explain this, that you're just like, yo, what, how you just go ahead, but you still just boom and, and break it down in a way that they're like, well, we never even heard it explained like that. And that actually is better than the way that we needed it explained. And you know what I mean? But it's, it just is what it is. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's true, fact um, and hilarious. Yeah, listen. If if, if, if you want to improve uh, your team, uh, yeah, shout us out. Reach out to us. We can help you out. I don't want to do a commercial right now, but um, I do want to pivot a little bit from that conversation. So I was reading something that happened today. Actually, it'll be a couple of days by the time everybody's hearing this. But and I 
you guys know how I feel about this, but um, so President Obama um, commented, he was talking about, you know, the, the, the justice movement at this point and what not and equality. And um, he, he said something about the defunding the police uh, statement saying that, hey, once you say defunding the police, you've already lost so much of the audience is listening to you that now you're not going to get any change. So you got to get rid of terms like defunding the police if you want to actually have the conversation and make a change. So of course, all of our, you know, some of our people are jumping on him and saying, oh, see, this is what we mean. You know what I mean? How's he going to say, you know, the police are doing this and that, you know, to our community and how's he going to say that? And once again, he's just proving that he doesn't do anything for black people and this, that, the other. So they're trying to skewer this man now about that statement. What are you guys' thoughts? Um, it, it's the typical um, heartbreaking Negro syndrome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where um, it is very hard to consistently watch us as a people, A, this cancel culture and, and quick to dismiss without true understanding and clarity of what you are trying to dismiss, but then also not realizing and understanding the power of language. Like if you look at Trump, he is extremely, um, he's extremely like, he, he's very poignant with the language that he uses and what he, he's looking to incite with the language that he uses. And the understanding of well, that with the people that he's trying to incite. And, yeah, but again, with um, it makes perfect sense what he's uh, Barack is saying, what Obama's saying, just because it's language. It's about language, and there are too many people who will um, just put on blinders once that that statement is made and don't even take the time for the clarity of what it truly means to understand it. That just by changing the words to to what did he what did he say he um like to to how did he he say to to change the the language well he just said it you we need to get rid of terms like defund the police well i swore though he gave an example of saying like um something else like uh basically saying that you know it would be about re um taking their budgets and, and you know infusing them in the community however he said it where it's yeah if you if you change the language, I mean, but that's 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 common marketing stuff. That's common sales stuff. That's like common life stuff. Where that's why certain books are better than others because I mean, we're all using the same language, but it's it's how you put that language together, how you put those words together. That is the the key in being able to, um, in a sense, provide some clarity to what is a confusing message when all you hear is defund in in the black and white of hearing defunding. It, it can leave a lot to question. Mm -hmm. now, how, mm -hmm. how, many, how many times have you, both of you, had to explain to someone what the defunding process really means? And that's, and that's the conversation you, that we need to have or think or think back for what you know, Obama was saying. Like, that's it. When you say those words, you say defund, they will know it's not taking the guns away. It's not this. It's actually reallocating this. It's actually making it more community-based. But you've already gotten to a point where it's like, oh, well, no, you can't take our guns away. You can't get rid of our cops. If you defund the cop police, then no one will protect us. Like, well, that's not 
what it means. So like you said, Ian, it really is the words you use for that process and how you get it across. And if we just change a couple of words, I agree with him. Get, changing the words to make it different. You know, reallocating funds for the police. I've said it myself to people when they come up with that, that thought. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, well, how do we do that? The, the, the conversation starts and people are asking questions. Well, tell me more about what you're talking about. But when you're saying defund or you're saying, you know, get rid of this or take cops out of our areas, then it's like, well, is that going to help you? Why would you do that? Yeah. And, and you know what? You, you bring up a good point because when you say defunding the police, I think most people are going to think you're taking away the money that is helping run these precincts mm-hmm. right and you're taking away jobs yeah not only that they police officers. talk about um they had videos talking about making it seem like um you would call 911 and they would be like oh it's yeah. after hours you know what i mean it is just like oh that's <laughs> welcome not- well shoot welcome to a black neighborhood and that's what them funded <laughs> so um right. but what i was really going to say was yeah it's a reallocation of funds right so if you want to say restructure police funding or something you know what whatever you want to say, because that's really what it is. You know, do our police precincts need tanks and military type stuff? Well, no, leave that to the military and the national guard. Um, Especially when, how often are you practicing on these things? So when you get out there to use it, Mm-hmm. Are you misusing it? Are you hitting somebody in the eye well, with some type of cancer that you shouldn't? But see, the thing is that it, it's not, it's not, the thing is not that they're not um, using it and not practicing with it. It's that what type of officer does it breed when you are practicing for warfare for, you know, a community of traffic stops? You know what I mean? Like you are creating officers who are... <laughs> Yeah, let's do something, bro. I want to do something. We gotta do something, and 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 that's what creates, you know, all of this aggression at a simple traffic stop or you know, no knock warrants where they go and blasting everybody and and things of that nature. Because if you are going to um, put officers in war situations when they are not necessarily going to war or not in war situations, it's like, yo, you are only breeding them to to be like yo yeah i want to i want to bust them i want i want to use these toys i have all of these toys i want to use them and so that's right. the thing is like yo you don't need a a rocket launcher you don't <laughs> prime example was is when we were when i was in wayne and i drove down to philly two officers doing the same exact thing i went to to supermarket officer was sitting out front of the supermarket just you know talking having a good old time you know chit-chatting same thing happened in Philly, but the officers there are consistently looking around, just like nonstop talking, but looking over their shoulder. And it's like, well, why are you ready to attack someone? I mean, you're here. It's Thanksgiving. Like, people are not thinking about that, but you're already on alert 10 to yeah. react versus just saying, well, let's defuse it. And granted, I don't know what his history is, but the fact that if he feels he felt that nervous in that environment, then he shouldn't be there because that's, gonna, that's what causes concern is nervousness and scare of the yeah. yep it's an interesting conversation I, I just i just want people at some point to realize the same way that joe biden said hey i ran as a democratic nominee but i'm going to run this country as the president of the united states mm-hmm. not as a democrat right it's the same way people need to realize barack obama is a black man who ran for president he, he and president of the United States, right. not the president of the ununited black people. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big facts. Yep. Ah, things to learn, man. Things to learn. Things for people to do. Um, it, it's it's funny. We just have so far to go. It's um, and continuously amazing to to just see the way our society truly is daily, and like watch all of this unfolding in this surreal universe that we are now a part of. Because I mean, I am. It's like amazed, but not amazed, right? Because it's just like, I always thought that, you know, racism was still this strong and yeah, it actually is. Or I always, you know. Well, well, that's a good point. Just to look at, you know, l- let's talk about it. To look at, you know, almost 50% of the country that just wanted to continue with the status quo. What does that tell you? And is that a representation of you know, is that a representation of your workplace? Is that a work representation of the police force? Are they, you know, are they probably 50-50 or depending on where you are, that that 50 may swing over to the side that is not favorable for you? What what happens? Yeah, and I think that's the, um. well, I think it's, uh, I've talked about it before where for a lot of white people it wasn't about racism like it's still even with that being screamed from our lungs to them that's it still did not signify that to them like it it just like there are white people who do not feel that the um confederate flag regardless like no it's not racism it's southern pride and and xyz and like yo it doesn't matter like it's more of that kind of thought process where they, they have a, a total, they are oblivious in a sense to the, I won't even say oblivious, but they just don't have a care or a thought in, in, the, in the sense of thinking it's tied to racism and whether that's just the total disbelief that, that racism still exists or just the, hey, it doesn't affect me. So I'm not like, yo, I just want to know I can take home more of my money. Like that's the biggest thing with them has been. But again, where are your priorities at? I'm not one that that, that it uh, it definitely again <laughs> continues to show the 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 what is not surprising, but it's like yo when you put in their face. Hold on, so you you think that a leader who lies and and cheats and like will just say whatever and and like all of these things that you can point out that are factual have seen done. Like yo, you're okay with this? Is like what you want is the example for your children as a leader. And like, they will like, well, yeah, because it's going against the government. And this like, where you're like, it's it's like looking at a three-headed person because it's amazing to like, can you hear what you're saying out of your mouth that you think is okay to qualify and, and define that it's, that it's okay to be this type of person. And not only to be this type of person, but to be the example of what what a leader is like it's just amazing and but it is true like they have a, a real just like i don't see that part of it and it's 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 just it's crazy because i always figured that but to see the reality of it is just like one of those like hmm, well where do we go from here i, I think i think and I, i'm gonna go with two points here uh one the first one is that i think it's because there's no one there to, there's no connection 
I think Kay, you brought it up for there's no one there. So for the Confederate flag mindset, oh, it's a Southern pride. Like there's no one there in that immediate circle that's like, well, you know that that Southern pride helped kill my my dad, right? Uh, like that that no one's there to say that or grab, grabs that opinion. And the second thing is that for those who no one wants to be the dad or the mom who for instance the, the, the fight that happens weekend goes home gets knocked out goes home and tells your son oh do this and your son goes for what why what are you gonna do about it so having that thought behind if i go against the grain that's around my neighborhood and i'm the only one that's saying well i'm gonna pull the flag down because it makes sense now everyone's like well why are you doing that now you were so it's kind of that community around you and until there's some integration and some understanding of what's happening you're gonna always have that i mean prime example it has to be here in georgia um, where the slavery progression, and there's still heavy pockets, but the progression is starting to, as people moving in California, moving to Texas, all coming here, that, oh, it's gotta be this, it's the way it is, it's changing. I mean, all those Confederate states came down, wasn't yeah, it, because people who were here. It's no different than the stone, what's it called, Stone Mountain? Stone Mountain, yeah, which I yeah. still to go to. Where, yo, it, look, I, yeah, like, the crazy thing is, I, I, I went without knowing what I was going to and then was like, you know, presented with, we are here at this. And I'm just like, wait a minute, wait. <laughs> like, and, and the funny thing is, I think most people do. Yeah. Well, Where most people like, look like us do. It was just like, yo, they have no out. idea what it they're sounded, going to do. It sounded like a cool thing. And like, you're like, oh, word. Yeah. And then like, when I got there and I'm seeing, I'm just like, well, wait, who, the, who is that on? This is what? We're where? Hold on. Wait, what? Like it is, it is, it is one of those just crazy moments because it is a beautiful place. I will not lie. And like being on top of that thing is amazing. I will not lie at all. But then like you feel the levity and weight of where the you are, that it is, it's mm -hmm. a lot. Like it's crazy. And, but that's the thing is like, people will still fight tooth and nail for the, oh no, their face still needs to be on there and there still needs to be representation. And it's like, for what? Well, the, thing, the thing that I don't understand, and, and anyone can clarify this for me, but in no other country, in no other time, is the traitor celebrated. The traitor, the loser, the- Yeah, the Confederate, Confederate flag, the, the go against the America, go against the government, were trading against the current environment because the government and they lost, but yet they're celebrated. And I, I don't understand this pride behind my grandfather, this, blah, blah. And I understand that part behind it, but like, as a people, everybody, not all your people fought in that. Not all you, some of you guys moved here and just took up whatever was around the area. So like- But, but that's because usually in other places when, when you have a war, or you have a battle it is with the goal of these people are wrong we need to get rid of them and their mentality and they either need to get in line with what we're doing or get out right um the civil war was not necessarily that and they like to say that it was about freeing the slaves and and, and slavery was wrong but at the end of the day no it wasn't it was about money yeah yep. right in the south had more money because of the free labor and slavery than the north did yep. and the north was just like we don't like this we don't like this at all um and that's what it was really about let's yep. let's let's balance out this money 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you look at it, here we are today, no civil war, but you got people voting a particular way because, as you said, it's about their money. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. Right? So at the end of the day, everything is still driven by money and money becomes the priority and everything falls after that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's power. It's the power. Yeah, well, always, money gives you power. While, while, but, but it, ultimately, it is the power, that, that ability to um, have control over people and things. Like, that is ultimately what it is, an ability to know that you can manipulate and, and control. That's the true drug. Well, but anyway, from here from WK2. Nice, nice. All right, well, listen. Um, we always ask the same question. What do we do from here? How do we... Listen, man, man, right communi- now. It's communicate, man. And I, I, I'll, I'll always say this, and I'll always say that you have to have an open mind. you got to communicate. People are different. People are crazy. People are dumb. People are smart. You have to be able to to weed through and just listen. If someone's just dumb as a doorknob, let them talk. Don't get disrespectful. Just let them talk, and then you say your points, and you guys walk away knowing you say your thing. But you right, because they can probably tell you how to open the door really well. Right, <laughs> but that's it, it's just listen. People have their 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 people that do, that's gotten there. I mean, there are people in the country that can teach you things you never would imagine being from a city and vice versa on how you, how you think about things. It, listen, we ha- we're in this environment where we have to make sure that we don't stay closed-minded. The closed mind gets you nowhere. And no matter what you're going through, where you've been, you have to understand that you gotta see that view before you shoot your arrow at that. You gotta understand what the target is and their target be different. So you gotta, you gotta see it and then you can shoot your target. You still can shoot, you gotta know where, why. Yeah, you know what? I, I just think, unfortunately, when minds are closed for so long, mm-hmm. the mind and the body become just used to that, that this is, the, this is how we operate. And I don't think there is a way to penetrate until a long period of time goes by. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate to say this, but some of the people with the old stature need to go. And when I say go, to pass on and be done and let some new blood um, understand. And there are still going to be people that pass down and grasp their, their um, you know, this is what I was taught, this is how it's going to work, but there's more of the, but no, this is, this is, doesn't make any sense. And the challenge is happening. Um, and it's, it's happening right now with government. I think once we get all of the, all the, the Senate and the House and, you know, people who've been there for 30 years, not saying that some of them are bad, but if they can't progressively change their mind as time has changed, then it's time for them to make their way. Um, look at Joe. Joe is, is a prime example of the swing from where he was to where he is now and the thoughts behind that process. I mean, some people just have to adjust and uh, they're stuck in their ways and people are stuck in their ways and they're fortunate they need to pass it on or step away. But also for us, we need to challenge them and understand that if you're gonna go at a conservative, you can't go at a conservative state strictly hardcore libertarian. You gotta ease that conversation in. You gotta start on that kind of conservative side and make your way and move it slowly the needle. 
you can't just jump in and you can have all the money you get from donations like it happened in Kentucky all the money you want all these big things but if you're too liberal for the conservative crowd it's not gonna happen you gotta ease in ease in oh. years at a time four years three years two years at a time I was gonna listen um go ahead fresh now I was gonna say that uh it's it's like I always preach I mean it's the best of times and the worst of times it's it's with the internet, we are. Oh man, that is that is the 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 key factor is the access to invisibility of what's going on. So unlike um, other times in history, even like with things like the um, the vaccine, right, where you know everybody's talking about the the speed of how how quick they're doing it and everything else, where it's it's you know you look at the Spanish flu was last time quote unquote there was something a pandemic of this type of nature but it's like yo we didn't have communication to be able to talk to the people in europe you know in the same day and know what was going on back then when that it's it's the understanding and realization of how fast technology has and does excel and just what's going on that is is providing this that that change that we're looking for because it has now where the younger generation is actually making those challenges to the older generation, where yep. the younger generation is actually being able to get the information and knowledge. Um, like, I feel like even us, like our generation, we felt like you had to be so much older to even get into thinking about Congress and Senate and anything like that, where it's like, they're like, yo, we're, we're 21. We about to try to do it now. You know what I mean? Like we want to make the change now that that's been the good thing that you can see mm -hmm. it's starting to happen Rep now. It's Representative Ocasio-Cortez is 30 years old. Yeah, that is like, but it's, it's, we are seeing that end. Not only are we seeing that, but then it's also like being able to see Kamala say that she likes Tupac and then not be right. like a taboo, like, oh my. Oh, you know, get it. That is just like, yo, it is what it is that like you are seeing that um, our culture is culture. You know what I mean? And that it's, it's universal and that it's, you know, that it's, it's all here and that it's able to not be hidden and swept under like, hey, don't, don't talk about the rap music, you know, tell them that you like Steely Dan. That's your, that's your band of choice. You know what I mean? That that has been able to, to slowly start to be brushed away and people can be themselves and allow their start to allow their talents to be what you know moves them around the needle but it's still we still in the infancy phases of it but it's still beautiful to watch it is next on channel two where it works for you yeah none of that came through did you, <laughs> did, you did you hear what he said art i heard yeah, you <laughs> yeah yeah you might want to try that again it's all good all right, that moment has passed. Yeah. Faison, I'm coming to you in a second for your corner, uh, followed by Fresh Evasion, which we didn't get to early on in the show. But um, just to close this out, uh, I agree with you. I, I think new blood is needed. And it's funny because in that same conversation with President Obama, he also said, hey, I think we need to start looking at some of the new blood and and getting their thoughts and ideas and giving them time and not just pushing them to the background, which we happen to know is a thing that they do in government with the younger folks. No. Um, but yeah, and specifically he brought up representative Ocasio-Cortez, like, Hey, how come we're not giving her more, more floor time and, and, and more media coverage? 
Um, there's probably some fresh new ideas there. So it'll be interesting to see um, what happens and how things develop. But right now, the feeling that I have is one of, oh, we're back to regular time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. how it feels. It feels like, oh, we're just back to regular, just carry on everyday life. There's nobody talking about grabbing women's crotches and tweeting about everything. Yeah, it's, it's about to slow down a lot. It's going to be a lot, lot slower. To be, I, I kind of feel bad for CNN and Fox because all that coverage they got slowed down. Right. NBC well, and ABC, we're going to get a lot more uh, of that, that 8, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. TV time when we come back. It's been, um, it's just been good that they have not allowed his BS to be validated. Because that mm -hmm. was the one thing that I was scared of watching was them I giving him any slip of just allowing him to to leave it. So, you know, granted, there are still people who still believe with him that there was, you know, stuff going on. But it's awesome that like every case, every, you know, stick down. Nah, you know, no, no, we check that. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And, you know, look, I'll caution people out there, anybody listening still be on your P's and Q's and watch what's going on around you because, you know, I, I think everybody had the expectation that something was going to happen around election time. Now, I think that was too obvious. Um, <laughs> it's going to be when everybody feels comfortable, like nothing's going on, all of a sudden they're out, you know, causing havoc. So just keep your eye out, be alert. Faison, what you got for your corner? It's Christmas time, man. It's time to get ready for Christmas. Uh, I want to just express my enjoyment of seeing so many brown Santas here in Atlanta. CVS, Walgreens, Hobby Lobby has a whole section of beautiful brown Jesus, brown Santa, brown angels. I mean, it's a it's a mecca in there, and I'm just excited. I had to explain to um, I explained to Namdi <laughs> about <laughs> Brown Santa and White Santa, and we talked about the North Pole and the South Pole, and how Brown Santa is in the South Pole. He, he enjoys being warm. He still does his thing, and they're cousins. But, but Brown Santa works the same way he does, but he delivers. And White Santa is in the North Pole, doing his thing up there, enjoying cold. And the, the, the thought that he goes, oh, well, there is two. Cool. I like them both. And that changes mindset because he kept saying, oh, Santa, but that's not Santa, but that's not Santa. I have to explain to him, There's, there is brown Santa. It's okay. Um, so I'm just happy to see that. I, I have them all over the house. They're my elf on the shelves, but they're Santas. And they're literally in every room that they go in um, just as a, hey, he's watching you kind of thing. So it's really cool to do that. I'm excited. I decorated the house already with a front porch is already decorated. Um, I got to say Christmas spirit. So I hope all you guys are out there uh, getting yourselves together, doing what you can. It's not about the gifts, it's about the holiday, the feeling of being together. So go out there and celebrate and have fun as a family. It's going to be a very small Christmas this year for everybody because of COVID. So just enjoy the time, some hot cocoa, and I'll tell you more about this Christmas story as you go through the month of December. So I really enjoy Christmas. You know, that's funny. Um... And it's just amazing how different the households could be. 
because I really hope I don't have to have that brown Santa versus white Santa conversation in my house because <laughs> look here, man, that white Santa works for FedEx. The brown Santa works for, 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 for UPS. <laughs> brown do for you. Um, but oh, in any man. case, I didn't bring you none of that. <laughs> Either way. Grandma and grandpa got you that stuff. <laughs> Just want you to know. I'm watching. Ain't no yeah. elf on the shelf. <laughs> Might be a flying squirrel since I got those in the attic. But anyway. <laughs> Fresh, what you got for the people, man? Oh man. Um, let's see, let's see. All right. Just like I always, uh, we were talking about language. Um, it brought me back to, I, I told you guys before, Art had brought up one time, you know, this is the same one that you said before. And, and again, it isn't the, the, I'm not delivering the same one, but a lot of the messages are tied together where, you know, I might have to feed you with a different, um, with a spoon instead of a fork or maybe a knife, you know, whatever it may be. But by giving you these different ways of digesting this information, hopefully it will stay and resonate in your spirit. Um, I practice patience, understanding and compassion with others as well as with myself. I'm able to live a calm, peaceful life and overcome whatever it is that bothers me. No matter what happens, my mind stays at peace. All in my life, um, excuse me, all in my life is peaceful and full of harmony. I live in harmony with the world. I live in harmony with my emotions. Um, I believe in the, the Tao Te Ching, they speak of the importance of being able to have like a, a, a neutral um, existence in the sense of uh, they talk about not like um, when, when things are going crazy or, you know, uh, there's a, a tragic moment, being able to stay calm and, and during adversity helps you get through that moment. But being able to keep that calmness allows you to have a more harmonious life because those drastic ups and downs are what can, you know, rattle you in it and get you off of focus. So by being able to remain calm, it doesn't mean that you don't find enjoyment or don't feel emotion, but being able to, to stay in that harmonious, harmonious state can allow you to have a longer and more fruitful um, ride. So enjoy that. Sizzling in spirit, it's fresh nation this week. We out. I need Brett to come back because when I'm the moderator, I feel like I got to be more respectful of people and let them do that thing. Because if Brett was here, I would have sure jumped in like, the, do you believe in the who? The Dao to who? <laughs> you know about the Dao to Ching? The Dao to Ching? Man, yes. I don't know about the Dao to Ching. Yo, you, first off, you would, you would <laughs> definitely enjoy the Dao. I'm going to send it to you because it is like, um, it's pre-Bible, pre everything where it is just um a book of life teachings um ancient like asian proverbs type stuff so where you get this book from man um me and sammy actually read this probably five or six years ago um it was just one of our spiritual not religious type journeys where um and i'm sure you've seen it, it it's ta tao everybody thinks it's tao but it's really Tao Te Ching that I'm sure you've seen it places and not really like paid attention to what it is. But again, I recommend everyone like, and especially if you have any type of spirituality in you or even religious beliefs, because it's really, like I said, it predates Bible, um, 
Quran, all of that kind of stuff. And it's just supposed to be teachings of how to live a good, of living a good long life. And is that just, when you started, is that when you started walking around with beads on and stuff? Because exactly. if, I don't, if, if I get to that point, you know what I'm saying? I'm already bald headed. I look like a black Shaolin monk. It was right. It was right at that time when I was in my, getting into my bead, you saw me with my, um, I had my little monk necklace on and everything that was, it definitely was around that time. But, it, um, it's just one of those, again, like I said, being more spiritual, it really provides some interesting clarity on taking away a lot of the white noise of, of life. Because when it was written, none of this stuff that we allowed to distract us was here. And so it really provides a purity of thought process in how you move, what you find importance to, and how you're looking to. Um, enrich your life yo that's awesome man um yeah the Tao Te Ching okay I see it so for those of you that are listening that may be interested in checking it out that is T-A-O that's one word second word is T-E um if that's not T um for those of you that may not know and then the Ching is just like Chingy the rapper um C-H-I-N-G Ching so awesome Man, man, you just never know what you're gonna get, man. You know, and and and, and that's you just that's never know. Do, you, know? you never know. You never know, and that's what uh, you know, that's what I pride myself on. The fact that yo, yeah, you a lot of people might, might think I'm a psychopath, but then they be like, yo, the Daddy Ching, what is this? This dude making up something? But it's like, nah. And that was actually something I haven't. I will say I have not read the Bible, but I've read the Tao. Hmm. Mm. I mean, do you have to read the Bible? It seems like people would read it for you over your lifetime yeah and, and i mean i just there uh, and or, to me with or actually they'll read they'll, they'll they'll read the 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 verses and scriptures that they want to read too. exactly but i, I think it's, it's always over and over reading i'm always about um especially past school it's like i'm uh if i'm attracted to it in the res i'll i'll go through it but i'm not a, i'm not an avid reader i don't you know what i mean i don't look to read like that so it it definitely takes a real nature and force to pull me to it but it was like as soon as i got it again because of my feeling of more spirituality it was like oh i'm curious of it just because it wasn't so religious that i just wanted to know but then like i said it because it predates so much and just the the simplicity of a lot of the stuff it's a lot of those aha moments and a lot of those just like oh wow that that does make a lot more sense like i was talking about with the comedies where it's like wow, if you can learn to kind of live in this neutral ability and space and not to say that you're going to never, you're never going to get sad or you're never going to get, you know, happy, but to to have that control of, you know, in in the normal, like, you know, throughout most time, you are able to just enjoy that even when things are bad, you're able to, oh, well, you know, that's just part of life. It is what it is. I can get over it. This, like, it's it's made for a reason. Or when things are good, yeah, it's good. That's awesome. But like, yo, it's just life. We're here. We're enjoying. You know what I mean? And being able to keep that consistency actually helps you feel and live better in the way that you interact. You're you're you stop screaming at your child. You know what I mean? Because you start to realize, like, yo, if I start to just have dialogue and, and get into a space of harmony and, and realize to not have these, it brings everything into that same peacefulness. I'm going to take that and use that because I need some of that for this, uh, these four-year-old, this four-year-old. 
and it's so I'm going to harmonize myself. And, and it's one of those things that you have to you have to kind of subconsciously tell yourself over and over again. But once you start to really look to put it in in motion, you see the real benefit of realizing, like, yo, like even when I am extremely um, you know, frustrated with something to still be able to keep that calmness is what allows me to just articulate what my frustration is better. You know what I mean? We got to keep this one going. Cause this is, this is something we can talk about next week and go deeper and deeper. And I'm sure you have some amazing examples and we can throw some crazy situations at you and see what we're going for, especially from, from BJ's point of view and my point of view and Kay's point of view. Um, always have different levels of stress, different levels of excitement. You know, I go 250 excitement and then <laughs> if it gets anger, it's like 3,000. Yep. So yeah, let's, 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 let's put a pin on that one and bring it back. So I definitely want to hear more about that and see maybe we can, you can give us some more, some more insights and share with people. Um, it's a different way of thinking because the way we're thinking now as a, as a culture, as a community, as a people of the United States of America, uh, we need to think differently because what we're doing now isn't working. Maybe we can change some minds and, and open some eyes, open that third eye, yep. and see if we get some more things. Oh, it's always I'm, funny. I'm um, third eyes. I didn't even. Um, <laughs> it's funny because, like, I don't even. Uh, it's the things that you take for granted because, like, I never even. I won't lie on how much that book impacted me, but I never even thought of the fact that like you guys have no clue of what it was. You know what I mean? Like that's like like I'm just like dang, like I'd never really talk about it like that. But at the same time, like I said, like that was one of especially you talk about that type of information, like that was something that really like I remember when me and Sammy first kinda learned about it. And then I think his dad put him on with it but it was just like having those like have conversations about it, but then kind of getting into it. And it, it was like, especially for me and Sammy, that was like one of the first times we were on, um, I don't want to say intelligent conversation, but like stuff past, like, you know what I mean? You talk about with your best friend, that's just like regular, normal, you know what I mean? Football, whatever, BS girls that it was like, yo, we really got into like a moment of like, yo, this, this really changed the way that we think and like how we do stuff, how we operate. But yeah, I would love to, um, and I'll make that part of a, I guess a, a, a an extra piece of preservation now. Yeah, Take exactly. Me. Bring a little bit of that that down. Next week's topic is going to go into to that. This is not. That's not a segment. It's something that we got to. Okay. Gotta, yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, that should lead us to down this path of harmony and uh, peacefulness. Yeah, I need harmony and peacefulness. Yes. You know what I mean. I'm glad I asked about it because I could have just went away just quietly and thinking that we were talking about the the you know the stock market. We talking about the Dow the Ching, <laughs> King of the Dow, <laughs> right? And uh, <laughs> so I'm glad I asked. Um, and I'm gonna go ahead and close this out because we're getting to that time. Um, but this was an awesome example, ladies and gentlemen, of having the courage to be open to the dialogue because there is so much that you could learn that you've never thought of that could be helpful to you or that could be insightful to you. And some of us, we're so closed off and think that we know it all or we think that our circle knows it all that we just don't open up. And when we have the dialogue, we get 
better understanding. When we get better understanding, we make better decisions. We make better movements. Uh, and that is the challenge this week. Where is it that you are closed off that you think there is nothing anybody can tell me that will add to this particular topic where you could change your mind and say, I'm going to give it a shot and I'm going to listen to one or two people that I wouldn't normally listen to. And what information could you get that could change the course of the remainder of your life? That's our show this week on the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views, they are, are amazing. If you're listening, you know what you're listening to, to it on, so you might as well tell somebody else. No, no need for us to tell you where to listen to it. Amazing. 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 Amaz